1: Welcome to the Season 1 Summit of Gaze at the National Parks. What is the Season 1 Summit, Mike? So over the last 11 months, you and I
0: have created this podcast, delivering episodes on 10 different national parks. The Season 1 Summit is a series of four smaller episodes that are going to really investigate these 10 parks from four different lenses. Visitorship, Natural Splendor, things that happened in the news, um, and just in general, the hiking atmosphere of those parks. So it's our way of looping back and talking about some things that we might have missed, things that we'd really like to highlight, and some other aspects of the parks that we just didn't get a chance to talk about.
1: And also a way to look at the parks next to one another as far as um, from these different lenses. Right.
0: It's like a high school superlative. Exactly. Who's the most
1: funny? Who's the mutton Jeff of the crew? Exactly. All (laughs) things will be decided here. (laughs) Remind us, which 10 parks did we visit in season one?
0: In season one, we have talked about the following parks. Yosemite, Bryce Canyon, Great Smoky Mountains, Zion, Congaree, Arches, Canyonlands, Rocky Mountain, Cuyahoga Valley, and Acadia. And that's in order. Yes. yes. So we hit a lot of the heavy hitters in season one.
1: Yes, we did.
0: We did. And in this episode, we're going to look at and investigate these parks from the
1: angle or the lens of visitorship. Of the 10 parks that we visited here in this season one, we did visit the most visited national park in America, which and it has been the most visited for years and years and years, which is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's
0: correct. And we actually visited the park more than one occasion. We so did. we we have actually physically been there more than once too.
1: Um has it always felt um like busy and like with people too. when we've been there
0: you know i think the first time we went when we did the alum cave trail um, there was a lot of people there on were a that lot trail. of people on that trail when we hiked um it up, didn't
1: it wasn't like crowded we weren't like you know it's not like the subway in new york or anything no like that. But, but i feel like that's
0: one of the most crowded trails i think we've really seen because a lot of the times i feel like we're out on a trail and like we either don't see anybody like the other time we went to Smoky Mountain. Uh, like Mount Camera. Like Mount The Cammerer. only
1: time we ran into people was on the like when we had reached the top of Mount Camera and it was some people on the Appalachian Trail right. who were passing through it. Right.
0: Um or like there are like, you know, very few people that you see, like that dot the trail. So I do feel like in the summer, I think I would imagine that is when most of the parks received most of their visitorship and yeah, when we
1: also saw this those millennials who didn't talk back to us that's like right. on that one trail that's in right. Great Smoking Mountains. We did so
0: yeah it can be very busy but i also feel like depending on the weather it can be
1: very quiet too what other parks among the list that we visited this season felt the busiest to you
0: um rocky mountain felt really oh, kind of crowded Yeah,
1: rocky mountain was full of people
0: we hiked out to cub lake and that quite,
1: a few, that on quite that a few people on it there were and, fewer t- people on the other trail deer mountain deer mountain trail but
0: I feel like we saw a ton when we were coming back like oh, yeah. a lot of people well, were hiking we were hiking early and often we were hiking early and often but then again in Great Lake Our Grand Grand Lake. Lake. We were like the only people on the trails. We saw like a few people at the start of a trail or like on the way back, but it was like, oh, you're in the quiet winter land and like you could die out here and no one would find
1: you in the snow until it thawed. Right, right. There were parts of, there were some times in Yosemite it felt busy. Like it felt like there were a lot of people. Not like really like on the way up necessarily, but on the way back down, I felt like there were more people anytime because we were hiking early and often. Vernal Falls and Nevada Falls there were a ton of people on the way up. No. No, I'm it saying was quiet when, who on the were way down coming up when we were headed down. Oh yeah. That's what when I mean. We
0: hit the top of Vernal falls when we got back to the midway point oh, yeah. and we had to do the misty stairs. Oh, and then it
1: was just like a giant, You know, group of people like laying out on a beach. Yeah, it felt like that, and Um, I
0: also felt like Yosemite Falls was crowded. We got to that point, like where it was was like we caught up with everybody, and then at the top, everybody was just like done and fully. Zion
1: also felt busy, though. I'm going to say this: I feel like zion has suddenly been discovered in the last like three years and like everybody is now going to zion i don't know about that
0: i do feel like it's maybe like a little bit more popular but i feel like that's always been up there as a popular park um because
1: of the angel's landing picture opportunity i guess so i just think it's
0: also such an iconic and like the landscape there is like unparalleled.
1: Um, I will say if you ever find yourself single in the New York area and looking specifically at just men, then, um, you will find in every single dating profile, a photo of someone at angels landing or at Machu Picchu. That's right. Now I have them both. And you have single. them both. Uh-huh. <laughs> you put them both on your profile. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I did right. not take a picture of at Angel's Landing because I just was like, terror. I am so terrified right now. Yeah.
0: Um, I also felt that Bryce Canyon kind of felt like it was a little bit more crowded.
1: It had some people, yeah. but I wouldn't. I
0: wouldn't necessarily
1: say it was as busy as the other parts. But Arches was.
0: Remember, we had a line of cars trying Arches to get to Arches. Was
1: busy though. I think that that's just because of the way traffic works in Arches. Because. Everybody in their car literally has to go up the exact same two lane road, right. and it is windy, so you have to go slow. And there's only one road through the park, and it is what it is on top of that mesa. So if you don't get there early, you're like sitting in traffic for an hour yeah. or so.
0: But I also felt like Devil's Garden was kind of crowded. I also felt like every, because Arches is mostly a driving park and you have a lot of like stops to make at those different Arches, like all those parking lots were crowded. Even when we hiked out to Delicate Arch that morning, we definitely had like a lot of traffic, like a lot of foot traffic on the way out. And we got out there early enough where it wasn't too big of an issue that we were able to see the Arch like
1: Pretty untainted by other human beings, but mm-hmm. it was those still human beings those just tuned that to tainting the arch. Um let me ask you this on the opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which um parks felt like uh, you know, n- uh, like visitorship was lower, like from, you know, our season one John's?
0: I mean Congri felt like Congreth. it was it was also the hot dead of summer there too. Yep. Um, we did see more people I think on the boardwalk than anywhere else when we were at Congaree but it did feel like it was kind of on the quieter
1: um, side. Acadia felt also a little bit like I mean there were people about but it never felt busy. No. It was just sort of like peaceful and like you know. But I also that. feel like
0: you know we talked we just finished talking about Acadia. All the trails are so widespread. It is. So it gives a lot of room for people to spread out exactly. plus Bar Harbor is right there. So there's like a lot of things that are a you know, a lot of space for people to spread out in those realms to be able to do that. So I think one thing that we're constantly impressed with or enamored by, or at least I know that you are, are the visitor centers. Oh um, my god. You so know it. what of those ten parks that we saw like what visitor centers really stick out in your mind? And for you, I think, and I enjoy them too. But I think you're like very um, pointed about seeing them. The exhibits, like what exhibits oh,
1: do you, uh, to me, stand like out? the the best visitor centers also have an education component, mm-hmm. and that is my, you know, just sort of. Um, that's the part of me that is an educator that feels that way. You know, like I love being able to go into a visitor center and sort of get the lay of the land um, that I know somebody has curated to say like, you know what, this is the kind of land you're in. This is who was here before. This is why this has become a national park. Like I live for all that stuff. And I purposely try and like stay away from the internet to tell me I really want that space to inform me. Mm-hmm. So some of my favorite visitor centers, the ones that immediately come to mind for me, Great Smoky Mountains Visitor yeah. Center, like we've been there now twice. Yep. Uh, the second time was I spent most of the time in the restroom. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was that unfortunate right. day where my stomach just kind exploded. of exploded. Yeah. Um, but that had such a clear sort of... Um, uh, Exhibit about the people who used to live in and, you know, mine those mountains and like, you know, the kind of work that they did. Yeah. Um, Though that I love. Also the setting too. like, I think both times we were there in the morning,
0: like the the way that it's set into the landscape, the mountains are like surrounding it. There's like a pretty big open field, but like the hanging mist in the morning on the mountains is like such an incredible view to be able to see. Um, I thought also thought, like, architecturally, it was just, like, beautifully done and, like, really, really nicely conceived of. It felt really good in yes. that
1: space. Yeah. Yosemite also has exquisite visitor centers. Like, th- and they have many. And, um, like, there are a few different things that you can see in a couple of them. I explored a few of them, but I just remember feeling a little overwhelmed. There was so much to see. hmm what was one of your favorite visitor centers?
0: Um, I really appreciated Cuyahoga Valley's Boston Store Visitor Center. It was kind of in like an old structure that was, uh, I'm assuming from the time that that part of the town was, and the locks of the canal were really operational. Um, it did have like an interesting history about the locks Um there, it was just cool. Like I felt like it was a structure that had been maintained and then turned into this visitor center. Um, and it was right kind of on on the road, but near there were other buildings that were there too. And it really did feel like steeped in history as opposed to something that was like, hey, we constructed this because we needed a
1: visitor center, which is great that they were able to utilize that. I really liked um, the Boston Store Visitor Center too there in Cuyahoga Valley National Park because it felt like a visitor center area because like there's like a, a little store across the street and there was ice cream and there was, you know, like you could sort of just like it was it acted like a common gathering area. And I loved that. Uh, and I just love when we repurpose these give these buildings like new life for an educational purpose. I also feel like Congress educational I was about to say um, that like endeavor across yeah. the whole park was just unmatched like I could walk through we walked through that whole park and we I, I read every single placard every single time and it was like oh I I have a, a much greater context for what this is now do you mean Cuyahoga you said Congaree I meant Cuyahoga. Okay. That's But what I do I think
0: what I, I said when you said Congaree, Ki- I do feel like their visitor center did a really good job too. It's like the start of yeah. the boardwalk, like right before you walk out into the park. And it did have like a really nice exhibit hall that we were right there. We were there before the great American eclipse. So they had a lot of things there about that as well. They totality did. or bust. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I thought that that like, you know, gave them a nice leg up. I also appreciated their mosquito clock on the outside. Yeah. That, that was like, cute. let us know if it was like no mosquitoes or if it was a war zone. So yeah. that was like kind of like a nice little touch that I felt like was really much so appreciated. I don't really think that like when I think of um, Rocky mountain and when I think of Acadia, I just feel like they were very similar visitor centers I don't know like they were kind of like plain buildings and I just remember it being very dark in each of those visitor centers and feeling like very dark I don't remember the education like piece to them but I think that's probably because I was just like Yo, dude, we got to get going. Like, I, you know, a lot of the times I, as much as I appreciate an exhibit, I'm more excited to like get out there. Um, and I really do need to, I think, as we continue to
1: hike, like appreciate it. And I like to get more. out there with context. Yeah, I know. Let's talk about parking. Yeah. Which, um, let's ask, let me say this. I will say hiking early and often makes parking way easier. Unless you have to move the car, because
0: that sometimes
1: can be like. What do you mean? Like if you park somewhere and then have to
0: move the car, sometimes that can be tricky. Why for would you. we
1: have to move the car
0: um, if we have to go to a whole another part of the park to then hike? Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> true. I see what you're saying. So yeah. like
1: if you right, you if, looked at me like I had ten heads. Well, like I'm thinking like we park the car in the morning and we don't come back until we're done. hiking. But that's not the reality. Not all all the the time time anyway. Yeah, no. And Um, some, some places you, you can't hike because there's no parking.
0: Right. And Um, some parks like Zion and Yosemite, you have trams to do all the work for you. So that like really alleviates any sort of, you know, parking was still a little tough there. in
1: yosemite if you didn't get there early
0: right and in zion too remember that first oh, day we had a park oh, outside of very town, hard but yeah. we got there when we did angels landing and we were able to park like right at the visitor center exactly. and it was super easy no so, problem yeah hiking early and hiking often is always a, you always know, the key a key thing but i also feel like the first time we were in um great smoky mountains it was really tricky to park um, when we were doing the
1: Alum Cave hike, and we were hiking early and often that day. We
0: were hiking early and often that
1: day, and yeah, it was we had like, to park on the road in the m- smoke. Yeah,
0: in the mist. Yeah, yeah. But it was that was like a little bit of a trick. But then the next time we were back in the fall, we hiked at that like spooky abandoned campground and we were like the only car there and there was no issue. Oh you know? yeah.
1: There was no issue on so, camera.
0: I guess depends on season and, and times sure. of year and also how much the visitorship is like Rocky mountain is, I think one of those parks that gets a lot of visitors. And I really felt like parking could be a real struggle sometimes.
1: Well, there. I mean, there was one hike that a lot of people recommended right? that is sort of like a beautiful walk, but, There's only like 13 parking spots or something. And when they're gone, like there's nowhere to put your car. Yeah. And you have to drive like, you know, five miles down the road or something.
0: Yeah. And then it's like there's no way to connect back. You just have to loop back. I think arches was sometimes could be problematic too, because again, a lot of those, like, Devil's Garden had a lot of parking or a decent amount of parking because that's the major trail there. Um, But any of the roadside pull-offs for the arches, there were some... some that had parking that were a lot, some that had just like a pull-off, you parked on the side of the road. Yeah, and some yeah were side-of-the-road parking. I think that kind of could be like a little tricky sometimes. As far as accessibility goes, since we're sort of talking about parking, um, and I feel like that can kind of fit into an accessibility sort of bundle. Sure. um, How do you feel about like access for people to be able to hike? Like as far as like you know, if you had young children or if you had someone that was like a little more like on the elderly side, like where do you
1: feel like you, I mean, we, found we the also have that, people who enjoy nature right. who can't do in right. who have varying levels of capability when yeah. it comes to that. Yep. So my favorite parks are the parks that somehow are designed in a way where you can like see the major things, but you know, and there's like the optional hike up to the major thing right. if you wanted to. The one that comes, the two that come to my mind most clearly are Yosemite mm-hmm. um, and Zion. Yeah. Because Yosemite is, there are all these major landmarks all over the place that are just like breathtaking. And you can be in that space and take them in. And you can also, there are many flat hikes around that are really great Um and a lot of them are paved, where you can see a lot of those things from various perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like no matter one's hiking level or, or ability, ability yeah. um, you can you can really take in Yosemite.
0: I also felt like Yosemite had a lot of like um, points of interest. I'll say, like, where it's like, oh, hey, stop here and take a photo. And it was enough that you could like, oh, wow, I can see like Tunnel View, for example, you could see everything just getting out of the car. And you didn't have to hike anywhere. It's like, there's Bridal Veil Falls, there's El Capitan, there's Half Dome. um, There's all these other monuments that you can see even Bridal Veil Falls, I felt like I'm pretty sure a lot of that was there was a paved way that you could get to the falls. So that is something that, you know, it's not, a difficult terrain necessarily that most people could probably head out on. Mirror Lake is another great hike because that's flat and there's a paved section there too. So I felt like, yeah, you're right. Yosemite does have a lot of like accessibility for any kind of level of fitness or hikeability for a person. Right. Um, and, and Zion, Zion I too. loved
1: because it's like you have um, all these things that you can see from the tram. Everybody is together. And you can get out and look around and explore some things. There are also lots of points of interest in Zion. I thought
0: that um, from a perspective of driving and maybe stopping to take photos too, um, and you would be doing this yourself, but I thought that Arches and Acadia also. Oh, Acadia totally. Acadia with the park loop. And I think Arches with... Um, the fact that most of that is like, oh, you can actually see this arch from the road. You don't really have to go far. I think that was really helpful and too.
1: I'm going to also say Congaree's um, boardwalk Boardwalk yeah. is great. It's a beautiful walk in the woods, sans, you know, spiders, <laughs> you know, it's better without spiders. It, um, so not in the summer, but to see those trees in Congaree is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and you can see all of that stuff on that boardwalk loop.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk about our proximity to civilization um, oh, as far as like, access in that way. Um, so which parks do you feel like we're really on the, the edge of civilization where it would be very easy to get back to like a restaurant or to get to a place if you needed to very quickly? Um, and which do you feel like we're kind of a little further out? Um, And maybe a little bit more
1: remote. The ones that feel close to me are definitely Zion. Yeah. Well, Springdale's right there. Springdale's right there. Also, Arches and Canyonlands, because Moab is right there. Yeah. It's literally like 10 minutes drive down the road yeah so it's not walkable but it is like a short drive mm-hmm. um acadia also bar harbor oh completely right there too. you can be in bar harbor and then get on a trail and be like you know up in a trail and then just like go descend back into bar harbor yeah i mean that one feels good mm-hmm. um it is a little secluded but it's like there is lots of you know town there
0: um i felt like Bryce Canyon was like in the middle of of nowhere. Nowhere. I feel like we really struggled to hear you scream. Well, that's like an international Dark Sky Society site too, um, because it's so remote. But we struggled to find a place to stay, and we ended up like I don't know, like forty-five minutes away from Brace Canyon, We're which dead. we like yeah. talked about going back to see the stars. Um, which, if you camp, I'm sure is you know really incredible. Um, but we just didn't have the wherewithal at the end of that day, where we hiked like seventeen miles to really want to take a forty-five minute drive back to the park because it literally is. In the middle of nowhere. It is. Yeah. Yosemite
1: is also pretty far away. Yeah um, from everything. I mean, we stayed in Fresno. There are definitely tinier towns you could stay a little mm-hmm. closer to. Yeah. But there's definitely a moment of now I have to drive into Yosemite. It's gonna take me a little while.
0: Yeah. In um, Rocky Mountain, I thought was actually Super close. really close because Estes park was right there. And so was oh, Grand Lake. So is Grand Lake. And like we were in, when we stayed in Grand Lake, we were literally like five minutes and we were in the park, Here's which was the
1: cool. Only bummer about Rocky Mountain National Park is that if the snow is heavy, the Ridge connecting yeah. Trail Ridge road, like connects those two, you know, sides of the park. Those are the two major sides of the park and they're not far from each other. Yeah. But if, trail ridge road is open it's like maybe a 35 minute drive What's from one side thing. to the other think
0: about um smoky great smoky oh, is the yeah. same with the blue ridge parkway sure so sure. you know again there's a, a yeah a park that's fairly close to civilization but like if you need to get to the other side of the park th- via the blue ridge and if the and weather's closed bad, forget Whoops. it yeah
1: so we were it's kind of fairly close to that reservation
0: yes The Cherokee Cherokee reservation reservation that we drove through. Yeah, because we had to like roundabout our way to get there. And with that, let's introduce our queen. (laughs) Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage... Allie Kate Funds.
1: Allie Kate Funds.
0: Right. So we figured um, to introduce this queen um, in this episode um, because we are talking a little bit about parks by the numbers via visitorship, um, and we figured she would be a great queen to talk about. So who is Allie Kate Funds?
1: Allie Kate Funds to me looks like you know a you know karen from finance <laughs> <laughs> which is that is a direct i think there are a lot of things Australia, to i believe yeah. but yes she um she does she looks yeah. like uh she works in the finance department so pencil skirt buttoned up yes yeah like, like frazzled pantsuit. hair yeah. with the glasses yeah but still looks great
0: yeah um i think her song is she works hard for the money like 110 mm-hmm. percent And I feel like she is just a queen that means business. She might be a little frazzled, but she takes no prisoners. Misallocate funds, right?
1: Her Um. like her. I think she has for her um, merchandise. It's legal pads Mm. with her face on them. Oh,
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Or
1: or like a you know like a budget log.
0: Okay, a budget log or receipt tape, right? For um you know your you're receding. you <laughs> So, Allie Kate Funds is our queen for Summit One, mm-hmm. um, and she is just here to remind us to be fiscally responsible with all of our our needs and wants. Great, great. So, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the
1: stage Allie, Allie Kate, Kate funds. funds. And let's end this summit with a game. So Dusty,
0: I've got five questions for you. Um, it's a little different from our Jeopardy-style questions. These are a little bit more pointed, but they relate to visitorship in the parks, um, and it really does relate mostly to the parks that we have visited this season. Great. So it's I'm not going to be anything that's like super curvebally for you. I'm okay? ready. Okay. Um, question one: This goal, the Golden Gate National Recreation Area, was the most visited spot in 2018 with close to 4 million more visitors than the most visited national park. What is the most visited national park? The Great Smoky Mountains That's National correct. Park. That's yep. correct. Question two. Of the 10 national parks we podcasted about this year, five, five made the top 10 most visited list in 2018. Aside from Great Smoky Mountains, name the other four.
1: Oh, and so we visited these four.
0: We visited five.
1: One of which was Great Smokies, okay. which you've already so answered. So Zion. About. That's correct. Uh, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. Arches. No. No. Okay, hold on. Rocky Mountain. Yes. And um, Bryce. Nope. Nope. That's no nowhere I need that. <laughs> um, Acadia. Yeah, that's right. right. There we go. So
0: Zion, Yosemite, Acadia, Rocky Mountain, and Great Smoky Mountains were five of the 10 most visited parks in 2018 Um, and that's not necessarily in order those are just the parks that we happen to have visited this year okay according to federalpay.org in 2017 the national park service employed 17,846 people while park rangers make up a majority of the staffing these two other parks-based careers are second and third is it a guide and police B maintenance mechanic and clerk slash assistant or C bioscience tech slash facility operations service. I think it's C. That's incorrect. Oh, it's actually darn. maintenance mechanic and clerk slash assistant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So those Great. that's the second and third most paid position or most um hired position in the parks. All right, question four. While the national parks with the most visitors are parks like Zion and Grand Canyon, Rocky Mountain and Great Smoky Mountains the parks with the fewest visitors aren't any less resplendent. In 2017, which state had three parks with the lowest attendance?
1: Was it Colorado? That's incorrect. Hold on. I'm I will say that again.
0: This is not a, a park. We the, we have not been to parks in this state.
1: Okay. Is it Alaska? It is
0: Alaska. Got it. And that's because a lot of those Alaska national parks to are get to. super remote. Yep. Um, so yeah. And our final question. Um, while this park was a state park in 1864, just 26 l- years later, it became the second national park in the country. Which park was it? Is it A, Yosemite, B, Mount Rainier, or C, Yellowstone?
1: It was the Yosemite.
0: That's correct. Um, Yellowstone was the first national park in Mm -hmm. 1872, and Mount Rainier was the third in 1899. Mm -hmm. And that is our summit trivia at the end of this first episode.
1: This has been the Season 1 Summit Part 1 by Gaze at the National Park's Gaze
0: at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan.
1: All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Clear.
0: Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks and email us at gaze at the national
1: parks at gmail.com. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. Stay tuned for three more Season 1 Summit episodes on the following topics
0: natural splendor in the news and hiking trails.